Hey guys, it's Nisha from Did You Have To? And so here's what happened. For the second year, the Bawaii Geek community is rallying to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, Finding Cures, Saving Children. Throughout the month of October, we are fundraising for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital so that all kids can enjoy the spookiness of Halloween without the scariness of childhood cancer. Donate now at stjude.org forward slash but why though. Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Did You Have To? I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And we're in person. I know, this is weird. We're <laughs> using the same mic. I can see t- Kate. I can touch her in front of me. There's no screen. <laughs> oh, it is really nice because it's been a, I mean, we're posting the Teresa episode, which is cool, but like mm-hmm. we've been a little inconsistent with our posting. Yes. Because life. Yep. Um, so this is the first of a few episodes that we're recording in person, which is great. I don't know how, if it's going to be more on the rails now that we can see each other gonna be more off the rails we're going to try our best to stay (laughs) on the rails but no promises that is what i will say (laughs) with that uh today we're gonna be talking about a netflix original anime i don't even know why it's called an anime anymore but an it's called an anime series that shit cgi animation it's not anime Mm -hmm. um but uh resident evil infinite darkness Mm mm-hmm Yes, I have thoughts. Um, I don't go here to the Resident Evil school, but I have seen some movies, <laughs> and I've played one demo. <laughs> so, take it away, Kate. <laughs> yes, I do go to the Resident Evil school of zombie and capitalism, because um, that's all Resident Evil is about, uh, the, the ills of capitalism plus zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I mean, it's really interesting. It deals with a lot of canon things. So, um, if you remember, you have the president looking at the picture of his kid. Mm-hmm. The reason that's important is because Leon Kennedy saved that little girl. Okay. In the past. Got it. Um, so like it is canon-ish in the way that like animated Resident Evil movies are canon. Also, it's really weird recording a podcast looking into someone's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> This is weird. Okay, I'm um, going to look at the wall. Okay, continue walking. At, stop looking at me. I'm not looking at you anymore. I'm looking at the window. Put a screen between us? It's <laughs> <laughs> hard. Yeah. I, there are some podcasts you record in person all the time, and I don't... That's true. It's weird, because I don't feel like... I'm, I feel like I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. but I'm also using my podcast voice yes. trying to make a podcast. I have on my code switch voice right now. 
hello, we're white women right now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Catherine, how did you feel about the part in the film when they, the, the rats, how did you feel? <laughs> how did that make you feel as a Resident Evil fan? <laughs> But before we get to the rats, yes, because we're gonna talk about them. Uh, let's talk about what the movie is about. Yes. So uh, one of the reasons that Netflix put this out is because it is Resident Evil's 25th anniversary this year, um, and they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. There's a Resident Evil manga coming out for Tokyo Pop as well, um, but this one specifically takes place in two time periods it takes place in 2000 and 2006 um it all references an event that happened in 2000 though which was essentially a helicopter belonging to the u.s special forces who were intervening in panamistan according to the netflix press release is entirely not meant to be a country that is at all real yeah it's a Middle East equivalent. Um, very much so. Um, so intervening in the Pamanistan Civil War fell from the sky, but instead of bugging out, the U.S. Army Mad Dogs, who were in the same battleground, refused orders from Command Center to stand their ground and went to save the survivors of the crash. But the Special Forces were already annihilated, leaving the Mad Dogs, led by Captain Jason, the hero of Pamanistan, Voiced by Ray Chase. That was who that man's voice was. I was like, that's why that's familiar. Because Ray Chase is literally in everything. Um, They were forced to escape in order to survive fighting an outbreak along the way. In 2006, which is the present time where the larger bulk of the story happens, a hacking incident occurs at a top secret White House file, which leads Resident Evil pretty boy Leon Kennedy uh, Jason and two others, two other agents, uh, to be invited to the White House in order to investigate the incident. However, that night, um, zombies attack, Mm -hmm. and somehow it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was more surprised why no one reacted the way, like, you know, zombies. How? What? Because, like, there's even the one scene where the guy who doesn't know how to kill a zombie is just shooting at a zombie, who's something that is clearly a zombie. Mm-hmm. There's an undead creature in the chest and multiple body parts. And then Leon shows up and he's like, you gotta shoot him in the head. Yeah. I'm like... And it- it's, it's weird, because this is canon, so, like, Raccoon City has happened. Yes! People know zombies exist. I know Raccoon City. I know that is. Yeah. I, I know that part of the school. <laughs> so, like... All of that has happened, mm-hmm. and, like, nobody seems bothered by the fact that there were zombies attacking the White House. No one's bothered by the fact that the Secret Service dropped the ball and that, like, zombies got into the White House, yeah. which I guess goes, contributes to a bigger part of the plot, but I was still kind of like, it's the, it's the part where the president's like, now we have a chance, not that you're here, Leon, and I'm like, damn, fuck you too, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Secret Service is like, fuck you too. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was kind of just weird that, like, I don't, it's that weird thing of, like, you know, in certain zombie films or, like, genre where, like, people know the existence of zombies happen or, like, the events happen in a city or whatever, but they're not, they, there's people who just don't know how to kill a zombie still. Yeah. So, I don't know why. That's the weird thing. I'm kind of like, 
everybody knows what a zombie is. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they built to do this, apparently? Right. Um, but, so all of that happens. Um, meanwhile, Claire is an aid worker. Um, Claire Redfield is... Uh, Leon is the pretty boy. Claire Redfield is the badass. Um, and she is an aid worker, and she's in Pamanistan, and she's talking to a... Um, Oh yeah. Uh, so she's trying to find out what happened in the t- the incident in two thousand mm-hmm. because she's talking to a Pamana Stanny. This is so weird. Totally not yeah. in analogous country for the Middle East. I would say otherwise. Netflix. I would say otherwise based off of that flag that they designed for the country. But yep. Okay, um, Netflix. Okay. <laughs> um. And she, the, the, the boy is nonverbal and he, mm-hmm. she looks at one of his paintings and it's like this really like gruesome, like gruesome, like charcoal, I don't know, like just art, artwork mm-hmm. by this child who witnessed the awakening of the special forces who turn into zombies and then just mm-hmm. eat everybody. Um, and so she's like, oh, wow, this was clearly an outbreak. And so she tries to unravel what happened, winds up at the White House, and teams up, or, and, and meets Leon. She doesn't really team up with him until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the zombie attack at the White House, yeah. uh, Leon, Jason, and Shen Mei, and Shen Mei is, was also in the military, and she's working with them. Those three end up heading to a Chinese uh, laboratory because they've tra- they've traced that the file may be may, may have been stolen and brought back to that Chinese laboratory. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's weird when you start to talk about the film because like that's kind of the premise, and then all of it is like them uncovering the mystery and realizing that like oh. This is all about a coup, and mm. China's being blamed for everything, and we're and it, it all ends up just being again a capitalistic push to sell an antiviral drug. Yes, <laughs> um, and then also sell like soldiers. Yes, super soldiers. Super soldiers. Yeah, and it's weird because like I have really the thing is is like I don't think it's bad. It's that like. I don't know. I think the fact that Capcom or whoever is behind the marketing, they're really pushing away from any, like, embracing any, like, themes. Mm -hmm. Because there's actually, like, a pretty big theme about how the U.S. government uses soldiers just as bodies and they don't care about anything that's happening to them. Which happens in the film, um, but that has to do with, like, a lot of, like, the geopolitics in it. But then Capcom's like, there's no politics in this. And I'm like... Are you sure about that? Really? <laughs> you, you want to check? Nah. I would say otherwise. Because yeah. I felt like, um... We're not going to talk about how soldiers are mistreated when they come back home. And, like, the, their stories are kind of, like, pushed aside. Because propaganda and heroism. Yeah. And, like, the hero Panamistan. But we're not going to talk about all the trauma. Mm-hmm. But there's no politics in this. Okay. Uh, and then, like, you end up with, like, and obviously from this point forward, there are going to be spoilers, so mm-hmm. hit your pause button, come back to us, or, you know, listen to this so you don't got to watch it. Yeah. Um, 
the bad guy, like the big bad, ends up being Jason who turns into the tyrant, which is like this giant, like monster thing who is still sentient, which is just really sad when you think about it. Yeah. And like he's the bad guy. But his entire thing is, like, I just want people to see what is happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to instill fear in people, but I'm doing that because literally we've been taken advantage by this dude who is trying to craft a war between China so that we can line his pockets and sell an antiviral drug. Yeah. And I just, I I didn't like him becoming the villain. I like, up up until that turn... Like, I yeah. feel like his motivations for wanting to expose what, like, the true story about what mm-hmm. happened to him and his crew made sense. And his motivations yeah. up to that point made sense. they all sense. ended up killing themselves. Right. They all committed suicide. And, like, when you learn about, like, why and what happened and how things unfolded, it's like, no, this all makes sense. You want to expose the truth. You want the truth out there. It doesn't make sense that he, why he would allow himself to, like, become the thing that he's been trying to stave off for years i get it to enact revenge but then he doesn't even get to enact that revenge because he's now painted as the villain and not the victim anymore Mm -hmm. because he's a victim of the circumstances that him and his him and his team were put through and it's like he didn't want to become a weapon and then he became a weapon but i just i don't i don't and and to be honest fucking leon kenny's a bootlicker in this fucking he is like this entire time Leon finds out about all the tra- the 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 abuses. Mm-hmm. He sees it firsthand. He witnesses things, and then homeboy's just like, "Nah, we don't gotta release anything. We don't gotta let anybody know. I'm gonna do it my way." It's like, "What is your way, Leon? What is your way? Is it like shoving more of that boot in your mouth? <laughs> at this point, that's all you've done, right? It's just like, what are what are you actually going to do, Leon? Because you now know." who was, like, the secretary dude and how they were involved in all of this. And we can get into, like, that whole plot point. But, like, you know all this stuff. What are you going to do with it now? Is it, like, I just don't understand the point in not exposing it. Because what is it it not to do? They could argue the whole, like, oh, it protects, you know, the fragility of, like, the people and their trust in their country. Or, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because yeah. what what does not exposing what happened to those soldiers do not do, yeah. or or does good? And just like the corruption inside the U.S. government, he's like, mm-hmm. oh well, we'll keep this corruption, and like it all kind of gets solved at the end. But it's like, why not point out that it was there? Yeah, um, and Claire's just like. Claire has this line she says, like, earlier on where she says, like, the suit doesn't suit him because he's, like, wearing this, like, nice suit Mm because he's in Washington and he's not wearing, like, what he usually does. And it's a joke at first. And then I I do actually like their exchange at the end because Claire's like, can I have the evidence, please? Mm -hmm. Like, we need to show this to somebody because this is awful. And he's like, no. And then she says the line, like, it really doesn't look good on you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yep. Um... And I mean, like, overall, like, it, we are, I'm assuming we're going to get a sequel with yeah. how it ends, but... Which is probably, I guess, like, maybe this is all just setting it up of, like, yeah, no, I don't like Leon. I don't think he is the hero of this story. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I don't see him as the hero of this story. Yeah. I would like for the... I would have liked for, like, the villain, 
quote unquote, the big yeah. bad or the big boss at the end for their story to have gone elsewhere if they yeah. were going to go the villain route because it just doesn't make sense besides like big video boss game fight now yeah. here. And then like fucking Shen Mei dies. For no reason. Like there's no reason. <laughs> you have this moment where you, cause like you would tell there was something romantic between them and mm-hmm. she's like trying to talk to him. And then it doesn't make sense because, like, his main goal is to just showcase what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But then he kills her. Yeah. He's and like, I'm like, why? And they're why, like, Jason? And it's like, no, let's go back to the plan. And she's, like, talking him down, like, let's go back to the plan that we had where we're going to, like, expose the truth. Tell them what happened to my brother, to your team. And he's just, like, he's, like, caresses her. And it's just like, no. And then <laughs> snaps her neck. I'm just like... What me is no? It was the reaction of both of us being like, "Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why he killed her? Why he killed her like that? Why?" Oh my god! It was just it was it didn't make sense. But like this move between that and the rats, yeah, the, that there's points there in this were movie. choices made. There were choices made, and I wish those choices had motivations. Yeah. Um getting into the rats real quick, I just think the director wanted to see mutant rats come out of yeah. people's corpses. So, so, in episode two, they're on a submarine, and you get, like, this... It, it sucks. Like, I, I will say, like, I don't know if I like it, mm-hmm. but each episode is kind of its own, like, mini-movie. Yeah. Like, it's a mini-series, but each... And they're not that long. They're, like, maybe 40 minutes, yeah. if that. And each episode of this four-part limited series each one of them has, like, their own thing that they're doing. So, like, the first episode is just the zombie attack on the White House. The second episode is them making their way to China in a submarine. Mm-hmm. When, and this episode entirely feels like we just want to put them in a submarine. Yes, and take like, away guns. Exactly. And there's, like, no purpose behind it outside of that. And Done. they end up, like, it, it, it's a cool situation in that you end up with something secretly killing people, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, it's, it, it's, it's, dun-dun-dun, Shen mm-hmm. and Jason are killing people. And yeah. Like, what? Um, but I'm still just confused, like, why the rats? Because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they die. When people die, rats pop out of them. Yeah. Mutant rats. Yes. Zombie rats that, like. I don't know. I, I've never in my life had to kill a rat. Never want to. I imagine it's hard to kill a zombie they're rat. small. Yes. Or bigger. Yeah. But then they move fast. I know things about rats. I watch Ratatouille. They move fast. They can also cook a beautiful French dinner. No, F that. There's, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing beautiful about that movie. But, uh, there's just... Yeah, I guess, and I'm still, I, I don't know if I, maybe I have to rewatch that episode, but I was just very confused and lost of, like, so did Shin Mei and Jason plant the rats on to help them, mm-hmm. like, weed out the, the submarine crew? But that doesn't make sense because they seemed like they were doing just fine killing them off. And yeah. why would you make them zombies with the zombie rats? Because that gives you more people you have to kill. Unless you're doing it to cover up the fact that you're killing them all. Yeah. Which I guess... But then it doesn't make sense because then the entire submarine blows up. So you didn't have to cover your tracks. Right. Because it blew up. Right. I don't get it. And I don't... I just don't get it. And I'm, like, I think we came to the conclusion of like, was it all done to fool 
the secretary. Yeah. But then I'm still like, I don't know how that fools the secretary yeah. necessarily of either, like, un- unless it's just like, we have to throw the secretary off our trail, so we're going to fake our deaths. But I'm like, I, I don't know. I Because that whole, that whole episode is just, uh, what is going on? Because yeah. it's clear that... It's like a fine mini movie, but it mm-hmm. lacks the context to like connect it to everything. Else. Yes, it it did. That's the word. It, yeah. I don't have because enough. You could take out episode two, or specifically like the Leon, Jason, Shen mm-hmm. Bay stuff of episode two, and you can watch it without that, and you still end up with the same narrative. Like yes. they still end up in China, and then they you get the big reveals in China, mm-hmm. and then like that still happens. Claire is still doing her stuff. And, yeah. like, honestly, I would have taken this entire miniseries just from Claire's point of view, where, like, she figures out stuff is happening, and she decides to research the mad dogs. She finds out that they're killing themselves. She finds, like, that type of thing I actually think would have worked better than, like, mm-hmm. the high-action stuff that we get from, like, Leon and everybody else. Yeah, because Claire's actually, like, at least pieces things together and makes yeah. them cohesive and work. Whereas, like, I think we just see what Leon and that, I guess, the B-plot. Well, Claire's the, the B-plot. B? Pl- yeah, Claire's yeah. the, the B-plot plot yeah. that was executed the best. Yes. And the A-plot has a whole bunch of B-plot feelings. Yes, because it's just like, we're going to throw in rats. We're going to throw in some reveals. We're going to throw in some betrayal. Um, and then, yeah, that's the, yeah. That's, the, that's the series. That's the mini-series. And I mean, I don't know. I... I get like I said I don't go here I'm not a um I'm not like super familiar with Resident Evil but as someone who like just watching it based off of this movie I think somebody could find it entertaining but the plot just seems like it's lacking yeah working together like synergy all things yeah. are not working together for, like, the core of the story. And, and it's hard, because I think it does execute some things well. Like, I think the flashbacks are done really well. So Because mm-hmm. we see certain scenes, we see multiple times shown throughout the four episodes. Yeah. But each scene you see from a different perspective, which gives you more context. And that's done yes. really well. I like that. But the episodes themselves don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And that, that I definitely agree there. Yeah, because um, it's like, oh, it's like if you tell a story from different po- perspectives of those characters, yeah. and then like, oh, like, because I feel like there's stuff we've seen done like that before, yeah. where it's like, now it all makes sense when we all come together. Yeah. But, And I, I will know. say, too, I think a lot of it, and if we move away from, like, actual story to, like, other mm-hmm. things that it does well, or maybe we don't like... It felt very much like a video game. Like I think that yes. this is going to hit for fans of Resident Evil because um, it it really embraces like those claustrophobic moments of like mm-hmm. being in a hallway or being in the submarine. But, like when you're playing through a game, mm-hmm. is a good level. Like I think as a roadmap for a video game, White House level, submarine level, yes, house level, China. Like you have those those different levels, mm-hmm. I think this works really, really well. Yeah. I would um, say, like... Oh, sorry. No, way. No, I would say, like, that's exactly how I felt because, like I said, I'm not f- super familiar with the games, but, like, I can look at this and, like, this is a video game. Mm-hmm. This looks exactly like cutscenes from a video game that are just, like, more high-end and well-done, yeah. and I'm more interested in it because it's, like, it's shot from the perspective of if I were playing the video game. Yeah. So, I, I agree. Like, people are going to enjoy it for, like, that. Like, it's a yeah. good video game adaptation as far as, like, how it's animated i mean 
I think they take that into consideration. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, because, like, I, I really... So while I don't like the story elements of the last episode, I really like the last episode because it do, it's a boss battle. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Day. So, like, because you end up with platforming elements of Leon trying to attack the tyrant and, like, finding new weapons to attack the tyrant. And the tyrant's design, mm-hmm. it is a, it, it's a boss design where you have the exposed heart and you're like, okay, you have to hit that one spot. Yeah. Um, and then you also end up with, like, Claire dropping things with, like, which changes up the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's done really well as, like, a final boss battle. And so, like, even though this is an original story, to your point, it is a really good video game, at, like, adaptation in that mm-hmm. I feel like it adapted video game mechanics extremely well. And if they wanted to just cash cow this and make it into a video game yeah like like i would take a co-op video game of this of like you and somebody else playing different characters throughout and i think that that would be like really good yeah um that said there was the one thing that bugs me Mm -hmm. is despite having the little red spots on the tyrant leon never shoots them he doesn't he never shoots them like and so my video game brain is like boy what are you doing hit the exposed heart versus, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot his arm off with a rocket launcher, and I'm going to fire my pistol right at random parts of his body. For like, someone that's not who's, how it works. Right, for someone who's, like, supposed to be, like, you know, very well-versed in killing zombies, um, I would have thought, like, are you... Was, and again, I just questioned, was this done for the effect of, like, let's let make this battle go on longer? Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, if you were playing the video game, you would have been like, I gotta shoot that heart. Uh-huh. But it's, like, for the story of the movie, like, are y'all just dragging out this boss battle because, mm-hmm. like, if he shoots the heart, he, like, yeah. I don't know. There's there's just ways that, like, y'all could have, like, ex- make it more difficult for him. I don't yeah. know. I just, yeah. So, I guess one thing for me, and I guess it's not that it bothered me. It did bother me. The hair. The hair, yeah. Because ponytails don't move like that. <laughs> it, so, so the, this thing is like, it's animated really well. Yes. But it falls into the same trap that like every Final Fantasy has fall, fallen into. Every Resident Evil animated movie before this has fallen into. And any video game ever, actually. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do bunches of hair. And so the women, the women characters suffer... Because they're all in ponytails, but, like, it looks like straw. Yes. It just looks like the fr- it fringes at the bottom, and yeah. it looks like it's, like, terrible split ends or layering. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like, some people might say, like, y'all are just being nitpicky. I'm like, it's not that we're being nitpicky. It's just like, okay, I'm sorry. Have you seen Tangled? Have yeah. you seen, like, animation of, like, hair yeah. and since also, 2010? And it's also the fact that... This isn't a problem that every character has. Right. The reason that it stands out when you watch it is because the bangs are good. Yeah. Like, the bangs, the men's short haircut. Yeah. Even, like, Jason's, like, looks good with his, like, shaved buzz cut, his beard, all of that. So, like, the faces look really, really good and the Mm close-ups. But whenever you go to a ponytail and the long hair, you end up with an issue where it reminds me of Ubisoft when Ubisoft was like, it's hard to animate women. And I'm like, is it hard to animate female hair? Because y'all thought a lot about these crew cuts. You didn't think jack shit about these ponytails. It's that. It's that. And, like, we say this all the time when we talk about, like, animating and, like, putting in the effort. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, and I feel like... 
you know what, if you went to school for art and you did lifestyle drawing and you did like like, like still life and all of that, I'm assuming you have a certain level of skill and education and how to learn how to how to learn how to draw things. If you struggle and do in animating certain things, I have to believe that there are things you can do to improve that. So I just don't like the whole excuse of like when people say like it's hard to animate women. I'm like, is it hard to learn? Learn. Just this, learn. This, this is your job. They're, it's literally your job. It's literally your job. And I'm sorry, I follow too many women artists on, yeah. like, especially black women artists who, like, do really good jobs with, like, women of color hair on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they're literally giving y'all free tutorials. And I'm just like, y'all should pay them for these tutorials, but they're literally giving you the keys on how to capture our yeah. texture. We all saw those <laughs> Redfall cinematics, and you saw, like, 20 different types of hair, hair type beautifully animated yep. in the cinematic style. So, like, it's possible. And it is. It bugs me and it frustrates me because it's the same problem that we've had game after game and it, I just don't know why it can't be fixed. I don't know. And I mean, like, I understand, like, it's a, it's a small thing, but I feel like even though it's a small thing, I don't think it should be ignored. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't just be like, let's throw the hair in a ponytail and let's call it a it, day. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it definitely has like that video game cinematic like animation style too because like mm-hmm. it's not that it's bad but the clothes are also a little off yeah. because they feel a little too stiff. Yeah. And I know that when we were watching it you brought up um, Gantz. Mm. Yeah. The, the Gantz and we have that I'll link it in the show notes but we did that the Gantz episode and that I believe is still available on Netflix but Gantz mm-hmm. Gantz Gantz Zero it's like Gantz dot zero or Gantz dot oh I don't know the yeah. accurate like pronunciation of it but that one is all CG animation and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Like from the clothing to the hair to the body to the boob jiggle. Yeah. It all <laughs> it, it it all looks perfect. Yes. Um and they do that in such a and they're dealing with such a grander scale as well mm-hmm. that it is hard to see something that was shot like I don't think it's like six, seven years ago yes. now and made and animated and then come jump to here and it's like why are we still getting straw hair? Yes. Because I mean like and even like outside of Gans, it's like me and you have talked about various CGI anime at this mm-hmm. point and like we watched Lupin the Third, we've watched like we said Gantz, we've seen like we we are never yeah. gonna watch Saint Seiya because that hurts our eyes yeah. because that's an example of like not yeah. good animation. And but yeah, and that's why I bring up like or I think bringing up the Gantz one is good mm-hmm. because as much as the Gantz is is fantasy, it is hyper realistic. Yes. It is animated to look like human bodies, to mm-hmm. look like it's supposed to mimic reality. Right. It's hyper realism, which is what the this animation is versus something like um, like Lupin the Third is more cartoonish. Yeah. And more, but it, even there, the hair looks exactly good. the hair looks lifelike yeah. and moves as if yeah. it is like even real life. It's stylized, it is mm-hmm. like those individual strands. How you can tell that Lupin probably has a curler, like a curlier hair type mm-hmm. that's cut short, yep. which is something that you can tell from people who have that hair type. Yes, or like how Fujiko's hair is like beautiful and long bouncy. And yep, mm-hmm. and it's just like y'all can take like I see this done on this and this style. Yeah, and I just feel like I and I understand different styles. Like we're saying, yeah. like one is hyper realistic. One's also based off of a video game. One's based off of an anime, and like the styles are different. Yeah. But I feel like the concepts of capturing like the life likeness yeah. 
of the yeah. hair. And it, like, it is still there. Yeah. It, it's not like a Earwig and the Witch, where that is CG, but that is like yes. single strands kind of 2D animation hairstyle type mm-hmm. versus like, no, like Lupin is like, you can see the individual strands when people like yes. jump around and it gets, you know, it gets frazzled and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just, I feel like it's one of those things, like we said, like, even though it's like, it feels like it's a minor thing. It does really feel like, no, this is, like, stuff that matters. And, like, yeah. it's, like, it, it it shows your effort. Like, yeah. we talk about it when it comes to, like, animating skin tones and coloring yeah. and, like, how we look and, at the And poems. I think this is really important, too, because it shows the effort put into animating female characters. Yes. Like, that. That, that's why it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Because the male character's hair is good across the board. Everyone has different... Like, I down saw, to their eyebrows. I saw... Four different, not four, five different hairstyles for the men characters. We yeah. saw two, a bob, and two ponytails. Yeah, but like maybe you could argue like one ponytail. And one lower. was a low ponytail, one was a high ponytail. Yes, they were both equally strong. Yes, both equally strong. And like the picture of the president's daughter with the bob cut, it's yeah. just like yeah, no, it's a bob. And I think that that also points out too is there actually aren't that many women in this movie at all. And I don't think Claire and Shen Mei talk to each other at all. Oh my god, that's right. They yeah. don't. They don't. And that's, and that's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Because why not talk to Shin Mei? If Claire had talked to Shin Mei, she would have gotten the story out. Yeah. Like. Oh, but that, that would have meant that Shin Mei would have had to have survived. <laughs> that's true. She would have uh, to have actually lived. Yeah. It, it's frustrating because, like, I'm not, like, Resident Evil is a series that is extremely important to me. Mm-hmm. It is one of, I have two series, two video game franchises that really formed who I am, and that is... Tomb Raider and mm-hmm. Resident Evil, but the re- I don't understand how Capcom can do so well with its female characters in video games, yeah, and then drop the ball repeatedly mm-hmm. in all of the uh, the animated adaptations, yeah. Because like this is something that's happened across like Vendetta or, or not Vendetta, because Vendetta I think is just Chris and Leon, but like there there are a couple of others where like it's just it's just not good. Yeah. And so to see the animation there, like, Leon has five, has a five o'clock shadow that is, like, painstakingly detailed and very well done. Wow. But my girl, Claire, can't get a voluptuous, bouncy ponytail. Can't even get a ponytail right. Like, can't that's just frustrating. A, can't even get a ponytail, because I'm like, God, you know, maybe... Maybe she should be happy I didn't see, like, a black woman. I know! Because <laughs> I don't if even know what y'all would have done. If they're fucking up thin-ass white woman hair, they're not going to do well with anybody else. They're going to look at my hair and be like, the locks are just And you straight. know what? And I think that, so, like, Shen Mei's looks weird because it has, like, a bend to it. Yeah. That shouldn't necessarily be there. Or it should, but not in all of the way she's positioned. Mm-hmm. But her ponytail doesn't look as bad as Claire's because she has yeah. black hair. Yes. Like it, 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 it blends into her clothes. Exactly. It blends into her clothes versus like Claire Redfield is like a strawberry blonde. Very. And you can see how thin it is, mm-hmm. especially against what she's wearing. I also wonder too if they did try to like <laughs> I'm sorry to any white people listen to this, but y'all got thin hair. Y'all have really <laughs> thin hair. And I no, wonder No, okay, it's not that. <laughs> they just did her wrong. Well no, no, no. they did do her wrong, but I wonder if like the animation crew was like, hmm. I bet she has thinner hair than Shen Mei, because Shen Mei is Asian. She's Chinese. Mm-hmm. And like hair type is a thing across different races and different yeah. ethnicities. I do wonder if they're like, oh, we're gonna make it thinner. I don't know. 
don't I don't want to give them that excuse. No, I don't, that, I don't that, want that, to give them that, that much thought process. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think they would have thought how the women are going to look in this movie, so that's fair. Yeah, because they really didn't with the types, like, mm-hmm. even with the clothes, because I just feel like if well, you change the bodies. Looks, well, yeah, no, you're right. It does actually look like, outside of their face and hair, Shen Mei and Claire look like they have the same character model. Yeah. Versus, like, the men have varying body types, varying skin tones, too. Yep. Like, there are multiple black men in this mm-hmm. series, too. There are brown men. There are multiple Asian men. There are men of different age- ages. Mm-hmm. Different hair colors. True. And it's kind of like... I've got, like, three women, and one of them's in a picture. One's in a picture, and it's like, you do... Like, when I'm counting about it, oh, my God. Because they were on the submarine, and it's like, yeah, it's not like women aren't in the Navy. Yeah, so all Granted, those, we didn't see any yeah. of them because most of them were dead. The scenes where we did see the Navy people, like, they were about to die. But or they were the all varied. Like, they, they looked were. very different from each other. And, like, obviously, mm. like, Claire is white and Shed May is Asian. But, mm. like, outside of, like, their facial features, like, yeah. they're, they still look the same. They look oh, the I, same height. They look the same build. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a simple, like, you take her head off her body. To <laughs> put that the head out. Yep, swap yeah, the head there out. Go. There we go. Change but, that red jacket to black. <laughs> so I know that, like, we've been kind of shitting on it for a while. But, yeah. like, I, I, so I guess, like, to wrap up, like, mm-hmm. did you like it overall, even with, like, some of the problems we've talked about? Or, like, where are you at? I liked it overall as, like, finding it as a entertaining like, as yeah. far as, like, if we're looking at episode by episode, I found each one entertaining. Yeah. Um, even though there's, like, problems with the story, like we talked about, I think it's, I think as someone who's not familiar with this, like, like super familiar with Resident Evil video games, it's not a terrible way to, like, get into it. Like, get into, yeah. like, the, like, the stories and stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's four episodes. I, I was entertained. The, the story was just weak and, like, the other little things that we talked about. But... I do think it's a good example of a video game adapted to an anime or an yeah. adapted to be a film or yeah. however you want to call it. But yeah, I also just want there to be the one with the tall vampire lady. So part maybe part of me is like, I want this to succeed because then we could get the, I'm going to mess up her name, but I call her tall. Lady Demetrius. Yes, her. I, I, I always want to say Lady Demetrius. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. But anyways, what about you? No, I so I I gave it a seven point five when I wrote my review for the site, which obviously I'll link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was probably too generous. I probably should have given it a six. Um, but I did really like it, and it's weird mm-hmm. because like I think that people. So I actually think that people who aren't familiar with Resident Evil, I don't think they're gonna like it. Yeah, like I think they're. I think I think some of the plot holes are too deep. For people to glaze over. I don't think they were going to bother. Like, personally, I watched this because, like, I'm semi-familiar with Resident Evil. Yeah. And, like, we're going to watch it for this, for this for, for our show. And I know yeah. you like Resident Evil. So I'm like, Kate likes this show. So I'll watch it and we can talk yeah. about it because you're my friend. <laughs> but I do feel like there's also that factor of, like, yeah. what are the chances of somebody who's never played the game... Yeah. And never watched any of the movies watching this. And also, like, I don't think if you have an appreciation for video game mechanics. Yeah. I think that that's another thing. Because you you do play video games. So while you don't play Resident Evil, you were able to clock the video video game stuff Mm -hmm. throughout it. And I think that if you watch it as 
somebody who loves the Resident Evil video games, loves Leon as a character, Leon and Claire as characters, mm -hmm. or just appreciates it when animations and stories bring in large mechanics and elements of video games, mm -hmm. you're going to like it. But if you have no connection to any of those routes, I think it's going to be too hard to get through. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because like for me, like the things that I praise, like I love that the la that it feels it feels Resident Evil-y, not necessarily because it's Leon and Claire, mm -hmm. but it feels like Resident Evil because of how it how the characters move through different scenes, which mm -hmm. my brain or different episodes, which my brain is saying that's a level. Yeah, that's a level of a game. Yeah, so there's things it does good. Like I don't think it's yeah. terrible. I just think it's lacking in certain areas, but. It's yeah, it, it's it's not bad. I wouldn't say everybody should go out and watch it. I would say if you love Resident Evil and video games, then you should watch it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it'd be a good watch for you, but it's not something that I'd be recommending like friends that aren't into those things. Yeah, like if it's your flavor, watch it. If it's not, don't yeah. shit on it. Like I, I that's just my whole take on it. Like I'm not yeah. going to like crap on it for the sake of crapping on it if I'm not super familiar with it. But, besides the things that we already talked about. But, yeah. I think that's it. We did an episode. First time in person. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm excited. And now, so this is the first one. Y'all gonna hear more from us. Uh, mm -hmm. We're gonna be covering, what, uh, Godzilla Singular Point. Yep. Record of Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And uh, Josie, Josie and the Tigerfish. Yes. So, ex and maybe the Gundam movie, but we'll see. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us at DYHT underscore pod on Twitter. You can find me at OMMethRandier on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, come to the Instagram for the yaoi. Um, Nisha? Twitter for the titties. Twitter for the titties. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and y'all can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nisha Plays. Um, and with that, did y'all think Leon looks good in the suit? What are the chances that, you know, animators are going to try harder to animate women's hair after this? And what the hell is up with them rats? Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys, we have some special news we want to share with y'all. We are proud to announce that we're now affiliate partners with Right Stuff Anime. Right Stuff is the largest of North America's anime-specific retailer and distribution companies. They are your store for anime, manga, figures, and more. You can shop merch from popular series such as My Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul, One Piece, Castlevania, and so much more. And it gets even better. Right Stuff also allows you to use Sezzle on their online store. With Sezzle, you can shop now and pay later by dividing your total purchase into four equal parts and paying it off without any interest. So you can afford to buy that huge manga haul in your wish list or that very nice anime figure that you've always wanted. Having been longtime customers of Right Stuff Anime, we are thrilled to work with them officially. Remember, if you enjoy our show and But Why Though Geek community, you can help show your support when you use our affiliate link to shop Right Stuff Anime. Bye. Did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Tissot, a.k.a. Ben Sound.